I want to go on the record by saying that one thing that I miss, I miss starting that fade in and pulling up the little uh, curtain and turning the lights on. That was like my Mr. Rogers intro where it's like, I don't know. It was weird because for me, it just, it felt right. It like got me into the mental mindset. It's like, okay, here comes the show. You hit that, you put the little blanket thing up, turn the lights on. Like it just felt right. You know, you get it back to that somehow. Dash V is here. Dash, how you doing, man? Dash V, you stopped by on the right night because we have an incredible tale from Black Cat's Poppy that we're going to share. Um, it's a wild ride. You're going to love it. <laughs> but Dash V, how you been? How are all the rest of you? I uh, am feeling significantly better than yesterday. God, was my shoulder and neck just fucking bothering me. Jesus. Um, much better. I, I think uh, muscle relaxer and rest and... Then I went to the gym and I used their little massage table thing and all that really helped. So, and I was like, and it was a good thing. It was a good thing you weren't here yesterday, King Dinosaur, because in hindsight, if I had done the Black Cat's Poppy story, I don't think I would have done it with the energy that it requires because it requires the right mindset and mood. <laughs> Dash V is well and hopes we are all also. Well, cheers to you, sir. This is the last of that tequila, by the way. I wasn't tired. It was a lot of pain. Pain level is high. It was like a, 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 a about a seven. It just was, uh, man, it was fucking brutal. Ouch. Not having a, that wasn't a great time. Yeah, you are basically a damn hero. You're always a fucking hero, though, dude. You're totally a hero. You're all, you're always a hero, dude. Let's call you Black Cat, or we just call you King King Dino Hero. That's not too bright. Let's do level one. Perfect. How's the audio? If you did miss this uh, yesterday when I was talking at the beginning, I did up the level of the mic. So this should be back to the volume that it was at uh, like previously. And I don't have uh, any of the other voice filtering turned on, just the background noise reduction. Like I have an, uh, another little fan back here. And when I stop talking, that's dead zero. So that's make me happy. To make me happy. Wish I had had that and turned that on at that fucking uh, other place. It probably would have cleaned up the refrigerator fucking sound. <clears throat> Krista's stopping in with some hearts and frogs and crowns and dinosaurs and some black cats and black squares and snakes. All sorts of emojis. Just a pile of emojis. Krista, how you doing? Good evening to you too. Is anybody else by the way, like Fucking nose hairs are ridiculous. Can we just talk about how ridiculous they are? I get the purpose they serve, but like, do they really 
need to get like six feet long to the point where you have like a fuller brush hang out of your fucking nose. It's just why I don't get it. It's fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> you don't need all this. <laughs> stupid nose hairs. <laughs> Baseball players pull them out as a form of concentration. I did not know that. I will say I actually find it satisfying to pull them out. I actually like pulling out my nose hair. The thing is you're not supposed to do that because you can then end up with a, with a little follicle or pore or whatever that gets bacteria in it. Then you end up with like a, you know, a sore on the inside of your nose and that sucks. Otherwise, I'd just rip those son of a bitches out. Like, fucking fuck you. I don't care. You're getting the yank. You're getting the yank, bro. Krista's drained. She streamed on YouTube for three and a half hours a bit ago. I don't know how people do that a couple of times a week. It, it's tough. I've told you guys before. I give a lot of credit to the people that do those streams like that all the time. It's It's not easy. Even doing this for an hour is is sometimes challenging. So, like, man, you know, like, the people that do those, like, three, four, five, six, seven hours, like, what the fuck? Bonkers. And by the way, by the way, here's a heads up. There is no nightcap Thursday. I have a cigar fundraising event thing that I'm going to, and I'm not. Uh, gonna race home and then be discombobulated and I don't want people to be waiting and this and that. So there's no nightcap Thursday. There is a possibility I will stream some games when I get home. So if you're bored and you want to see Cigar Goyle play video games terribly, there will possibly be that. But I just wanted to start that up. Dash V says, the only wedding vow I cared about was my wife promising... To warn me of crazy long nose hairs before I show up to public things. And it has totally paid for itself in that regard. I, man, single life is tough. I'd be like, look at this fucking... <laughs> look at this fucking horsetail they got hanging on my nose. Jesus. <laughs> like, fucking A, dude. Boston sends her love in case she can't make it. Ah, uh, poor Boston actress. I miss Boston actress. She's the best. Uh, but not too much. They trap the bad stuff from going. Well, that's the thing. If they just, if they just kept a little, they could get it. Like be small and hide in there. But like up here near the front, where they're like, yeah, let's fucking, let's turn into the fucking spinach hanging on your nose. What? Not even helping anything at that point. If anything. You are now a vine where, like, a critter could attach to it and crawl up my nose. You're supposed to be up in there as a filter, not hanging out, dangling down here. What the fuck is that all about? Preposterous. Who designed this piece of shit? <laughs> How long does it get that? And you're like, I swear, like, okay, I cannot, you know, shave my head or whatever for a couple of days, and it's like, you know, whatever little bristle but I swear it'll be like one day 
you're a normal human and the next day you have an octopus hanging on your nose and you're like how did a nose hair suddenly grow like three fucking inches <laughs> maybe hey maybe we're onto something what they should do is they should slowly start grafting nose hair uh nose skin under the top of your head and then that hair apparently would grow like lush now granted it might be a little bristly and weird but like maybe that's a thing they need to figure out the genetics of the persistent nose hair growth and get that on the top of your head the elves do yank on them while they're sleeping that's why i have such bad sleep they're like <laughs> they just pull me on them <laughs> What's this, you son of a bitch? <laughs> oh, and then you're like, why did why did I wake up? It's because the little elven gremlins were yanking on the old nose vines, fucking pulling on them. I mean, it's a survival thing, but surviving what? <laughs> saber tooth tiger attacks you, and somehow your fucking nose hairs save you. The saber tooth tiger is like, oh, oh. I was going to bite that guy. I was totally going to like claw this dude and eat him. But look at his nose. Oh, <laughs> look at his nose hair. <laughs> and then they get, they're like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it restricts your oxygen flow. You need a cold to get like encrusted with boogers and all sorts of shit. You're like, you're not helping, dude. <laughs> Forget me, some brass knuckles. I've got nose hair razor wire. It's like, and you pull it out and you wrap it around the guy's neck and then you're like, and you just fucking strangle him with it. Yeah. Nose hair piano wire. That's the assassin's choice, is nose hair. They That way then you can hide it afterwards. And then if they're like, well, we can't find a murder weapon. All we found was his nose hairs. Decidedly by some ungroomed, uncouth gentleman, but even still, as far as he may be disgusting, that doesn't mean we can judge him with murder. Murder. Like, <laughs> I win again. <laughs> this is uh, shaping up to be. Quite an episode, folks. We've started off with booger and nose hair talk. <laughs> and the story I have for you later. Well, same thing on my story. I guess I have it for you because I'm presenting it, but it is clearly not my uh, work. That's not to say that I have... Uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful read. You're going to love every second of it. <laughs> but we'll start that after the podcast break. Uh, anybody else have anything else going on? Um, you know, for me, I, I took the Thunder Horse out for uh, lunch today. Started up fine. It was all going good. Took it out to lunch. Got that uh, fucking deposit down for the massage place, which is tomorrow. And I can't wait for that. That will be just glorious. Uh, so she's run good. Um, 
you know they need trim when you take a drink, you set down the glass and olive is stuck in your nose. Yeah. Or you're like, and you're like, why is it when I lick my lips, it's pulling on my nose? Uh, oh, Jesus, maybe no one else will like it. You used to silence after my stories. What silence? Every time we read one of your stories, now you gotta, okay, I'm gonna clear the air here a little bit. As a person who's doing narration and hosting this show, I occasionally get some anxiety when chat gets super quiet. However, what I've had to realize is that sometimes on this show in particular, because it is late at night and people may be drinking, having a nightcap, they may be getting ready for bed, maybe they're driving home from work, or whatever the case may be, they might just be listening. So when the chat isn't popping off, I have to make sure that I tell myself that is not because people are necessarily uninterested or bored. They might just be interested in listening to the story. They're, they don't want to be typing and fucking around and hitting the keys, especially if they're on whatever. Or they're laughing too much, as you said. Sometimes they're fucking laughing or whatever the case may be. So don't take a lack of people typing shit in the chat as disinterest. Especially when I go into story reading mode, because I think people often also know that when I'm doing a narration like that, I'm not necessarily going to keep that quick back and forth report. Now, I try my best. I try my best to interject some comments and questions and things like that. But also, as King Ganesh just said, I don't want to dis disrespect the writing in and of itself because there's a certain flow to it. You're following the story and you're listening to the story. And maybe if you go off on a side topic, people get lost, they, whatever, right? So don't take that silence as people don't like it. You know, give it a little, give, it's like wine. Give it a chance to breathe afterwards, you know? Um, yeah, sometimes you, like, sometimes you just listen and lurk. Uh, you know, Krista says, look, your stories are both awesome. They are. Everything I've shared on here has been fantastic. Uh, you don't want to mess with the flow. And people are concentrating on listening, you know, and you, Black Cat says, you might react differently. No, they won't. They're going to laugh. It's a great story. Everybody, you all love it. So it's a thing that I've had to sort of deal with. There's days where it's quiet. There's days where there's maybe one or two people listening. I don't know. Some days I feel like I'm just talking to one person. But anyway, that's all fine because I don't know what people are doing. Maybe, you're, like you say, maybe you're driving. Maybe you're taking a shower. Maybe you're taking a shit. I don't know. But if you're not typing, but you're here, cool. You know? Whatever. And if you ever really don't like something that is written or shared, you know, you can always send me a DM and say, hey, I thought that story was inappropriate and please warn me next time or whatever, you know? But like the creative works. We all want to be positive and raise everybody up here because, uh, you know, everybody here that creates content, you know, works hard and does a great job, except for me. My shit fucking sucks. Fucking sucks a fat fucking dick. Today morning. I ain't warning for shit. If you're listening to this show, you know that we're going to talk about boogers, farts, cum, pee pee, dead shit, fucking whatever it's an adult show if you're not ready for adult content that's your warning 
that that's the warning you get. There's a reason why this is the Cigar Goyle Nightcap Lounge and not Playland at McDonald's. All right. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Jesus, go back. I was looking back again. It's, you know, I don't know, like 500 plus fucking some episodes. And again, I don't do the long marathon streams, but for the longest period of time, the consistency of five nights a, a week, I think back to that, I'm like, that's like hundreds of hours of recorded audio. Like if you, if you found yourself trapped somewhere and you're like, I don't want to dive insane boredom. Shit. You can put that on and you'd survive for a long fucking time. McDonald's playland is pretty traumatizing actually. Yeah. Especially on the acid. The balls. Balls. Balls, man. The tubes, bro. I mean, have you, I'm going to ask this for those of you who are into drugs or were into drugs. Did you ever go to something like a like a Major Magics or Chuck E. Cheese or something like that on, on a fucking psychotropic or whatever? That has to be terrifying. Watching an animatronic Chuck E. Cheese thing on something like that, I, I think that would be nightmare fuel. You, you fucking... <laughs> I used to draw talking hamburgers every day on the social studies blackboard. That was my idea. Okay. <laughs> the, the, oh, the old, the King Dinosaur is uh, screaming internally thinking about the what was it? Uh, magic something review. Showbiz pizza. Where something something. Where you your kids go nuts. It's showbiz pizza. How does the rest of that fucking? We had this conversation. I'm not going that back down that road. Fuck showbiz pizza. You know, like it'd be a thing now where I feel like kids just look at it and be like. Okay. <laughs> Come on, it's fun. It's robots. It's adorable, smelly robots. They're like, because <laughs> you had to imagine those animatronic creatures were permeated with pizza smell and beer and soda and ice cream and farts and little kids' virus breath. Yeah, they look back down at their tablet. I'm going to watch this guy make soy face on YouTube. Uh, just take that fucking tablet and smash it. It's like burning grease. Yeah, I was like... The carpet was tear. <laughs> Give you $20 if you lick that carpet. <laughs> he died. <laughs> Sticky. Now we're getting into the realm of tonight's story. 
Okay. <laughs> Being in hamburger jail. No, like I remember they they had one where there was like a there was like the slide in the ball pit, and then there's like a little like a steering wheel thing. I don't know what the steering wheel steered. It was just there, I think, for you to pretend you were like a ship captain. It's pretty wild. You can entertain a child by just giving them a wheel that does nothing. Here, just spin that and pretend. Oh, again, now they wouldn't. They'd be like, Wait, where's the, where's the, where's the video game? This tablet. There's somebody who loves video games. It's saying a lot. All right, I can't take it anymore. I need to get to the story. It's going to happen now. Podcast folks. No, you know what? You're not taking a break. Fuck it. I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to put an advertisement on a show. With a, no, I'm just going to read it. We're just going to go. Right now. We're just going to it. We're just going to go. All right? So, here we go. This is a story by Black Cat's Poppy. And so, here we go. <clears throat> Jump ahead to the 90s. I was working at one of the top pre-press shops in the country. Back in the heyday of printing, these places provided film of scans and completed pages to the printing companies, usually magazines and catalogs. But that's not what this story is about. I mean, I guess it's about stress and sanity and people, what they do when they're high. See, everything we worked on was intense pressure because it was all deadline and demanded perfection. People were paying super good money for our services. Labor costs were in the hundreds per hour. And that's all changed now. We were working on proprietary systems that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars and needed to be run 24-7 to cover their costs. Well, anyway, back then, everyone that was in the field were usually frustrated artists or people who hung on the fringes of society. Yeah, that's why I got hired. I don't. No, no one went to college or technical school, at least everywhere I worked. There's excessive alcohol and drugs. And people may have gotten jobs in the proofing department or something and showed that they had a good eye. They moved to a different department and learned on the job. Prospects moved their way up by talent and merit is the only way. If an application showed up that they went to college, you know, look at it and roll our eyes. It was in the field quite a while when I was hired onto this place as a journeyman stripper. I won't go on about how I got there yet, but it helped that it felt comfortable in an all-male environment. All good-natured and the thought of being offended just didn't enter into the picture. It gave as good as I got. She's not talking about stripping or take your clothes off, by the way, in case you're unfamiliar with the printing process. Someone almost had to die to get over into the Cytex department, the place where the best work happened, but my turn finally came. You're not passing me by. I wanted to sit in that room, sort of bending over a light table for 12 hours a day or whatever. Um, you do understand that our largest client is um, blah and blah. It's, it's, it's important. We work on that stuff. He focus on the task and reserve the effects in a different part of the brain. I mean, we talked about some, laughed a lot about it, came up with strange word games. On occasion, people quickly gathered 
for a particularly vexing image. It was hard to learn the complicated system, but I was pretty smart. There were very few women at that time. There was one other gal in that department. She was a hardened film stripper from Texas that worked on porn in LA. She's another story. But we worked long hours expending super hard rays of brain power. Everything was about the numbers of position, placement, and builds of colors. It wasn't automatic software to make things look good. We had to use our eyes and our judgment. We had to make it happen technically. A lot of us used mushrooms regularly to give our awareness that extra boost. As a matter of fact, it was up to me to question people if they had played with crayons or had done psychedelics before we wasted time training them. I was fine to be extremely talented with getting the right color on images. We previewed the scan on large calibrated monitors and made the necessary corrections. Whatever. It took a lot of work, and the way we dealt with it was just through a good sense of humor, loud stereo, and relaxation when possible. Then more, but I'm just trying to explain a bit about the pressure. So I'm going to change the names of the characters to protect the innocent. We need a small group of the coolest people that enjoyed excessive marijuana and other items, you know, alcohol, music, dark subjects. One fellow was quite a talented artist. He and I worked closely on color correction. His name was Shane. He regularly had art shows that many of us had attended. Denver was dumpy, poor, and funky still in those days, and most of his art were portraits of old horror monsters, famous musicians, and an occasional alien. Great with color, light, and shadows. But he had a new theme he was developing, the most offensive artwork he could produce. So he started painting penises and confederate flags. Most of the showings were in dive bars, but he's really having a hard time getting anyone to hang up the dick paintings. And it's not so much a big deal now. So on occasional weekends, we'd meet up in the old parts of Denver, Colfax, Broadway, the Highlands, at some incredibly dumpy dive bar or music hall listening to drunken bands while we were wrecked in some manner. Imagine the bar scene in the perfect storm, but completely different. Most of us worked there for the whole of the 90s. And who would want to leave such a gig? Things started to change near the end, but it was still good until that point. We decided to go to the Marilyn Manson concert, the Mammoth Events Center, in the beginning of 1997. I was always called by my simple two-syllable last name because I was one of the guys. Hey, blah, 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 you want to go? Yeah, like, who's driving? I'm trying to set the mood, though, a little bit. The building was built in 1907. It was old and dark. It's all yuppie now, but it was still a pleasant place when it was the mammoth. Pot wasn't legal yet, but we smoked it in the vehicle. I think we had hash that night. Everybody was pretty high. There's no seating, so you could get as close as you wanted by squishing through. I usually went off by myself because I enjoyed watching the humanity having a good time. You know, they're doing jumping around, crowded in. Just a good visual show. Colors, fake snow, fascist uniforms. Manson sliced himself, and I always enjoyed a little gore. Whatever, you know, it's not the story. But I did venture up to the bar a few times, probably rum and coke and shots of Jameson and 
how could you remember? Anyway, uh, as I was walking, I noticed a little purse on the floor beneath the multitudes of feet getting kicked around. So I picked it up. I looked inside and all it was in it was a $100 bill. Nothing else. Okay. I mean, in this madness, it's not getting returned to the rightful owner. I'm sure at this point, the money would be aware of what's going on. So I showed one of my cohorts and drinks were had by all. So now we were all getting drunk on top of being too high on whatever was possible. I think this crew always had strange thoughts in their head, but now we made plans. Shane had a new show coming up. He's carrying around little leaflets with him to leave in places, you know, for the offensive paintings. We're also proud. I mean, let me let me describe the people in the group there that night. There's me. There's the offensive artist. There was a skinhead fella, an art school kid, and a wisecracking guy from New Jersey. I think the radical ex-theology student was with us too, began Dead Sea Scrolls and having these esoteric conversations. He'd gone to France and uh, was really disappointed. But before you get all bent, people used to be able to talk and fraternize with other characters that had different views on the world. So the wisecracker had an idea to help Shane with the publicity. And somehow we all thought it was a good idea. Thought uh, the word would make it through the street and this guy was like, you know, really disgusting. Wow, must be a good art show. And Denver at that time had a lot of seedy atmosphere on Colfax Avenue, especially the longest, wickedest street in America. Every which way but loose. Had a few clips of strip clubs and what's not. But, you know, at that time, there was an adult arcade across the street from the Mammoth. Can't believe I'm writing this, but the idea was for someone to take the purse with a bunch of the leaflets shoved in there, go into a booth, and come all over the leaflets and leave it. I mean, it was easy for us to have frank discussions. We were so high, we were laughing, thinking like, this is going to do the trick. A, a worker would go in there and clean up and go, oh, do they do that? Then they'd find this purse and say, who is this disgusting, horrible person? And they'd run out of the booth and people wonder what happened. Word would spread like wildfire. So the wisecracker from New Jersey volunteered. People were swarming the streets after the show, heading out to other bars right in the vicinity. So we all walked in nonchalantly. Well, the place was dirty and jaded beyond belief. Only the grossest people were in there. This is before adult stores became chains and advertising on local TV. Every creep in Denver was in there, and a couple of hookers, too. All right. We can do this for the cause. So the wisecracker called me by my two-syllable last name and said, Okay, you're coming in here with me. <laughs> Bye. The rest of them looked at me and said, Come on, go ahead. For the cause? Okay. I'll go in there. I saw the actual artist, the skinhead, the art student, and the ex-theology guy leave. Ooh. The dark room is so much larger than I had expected. It could have had a party in there, which I expect. Probably happened on occasion, but there was some seating and I plopped myself down. The screen that showed porn was pretty big and the wisecracker used part of the hundred to fund it. He opened the purse with the leaflets in there and started going to town. Mission accomplished. I placed it on the seat and opened it so the next person could see what was going on in there. So out we go. 
Hopefully, Shane will become the big target of outrage. We walked up to the vehicle and got in. Forgot about him. Everybody's looking at me. What? Did you do that thing? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to describe it any further. Just guess. They all laughed. I don't know what's the matter. So, it ended up. We never heard any outrage about this offensive artist that leaves bodily fluid on the streets of Denver. But we did everything we could. <laughs> Nothing like leaving the old magic batter surprise for the jizz mopper in the jack-off porn booth. <laughs> uh, the things we do in our inebriated youths. Boy, Meow the Cat, you stopped in at the most wholesome moment of the show. Uh, Meow the Cat overslept and is confused because uh, he sucks at video games and can't beat Assassin's Creed. But he's home, so he's doing a support lurk and says, uh, take care. And yes, the glass. You missed the part where we were just talking about coming all over leaflets and leaving it in a porn booth. Don't you want to hear about that? <laughs> janitorial supply you come in and you're like yeah i need the toughest cleaner you got and i go oh, you're working uh you know maybe on on some diesel trucks no got uh you know like a dust uh, you know probably some high profile kitchen huh no uh you like work in like epoxy shops no i'm a jizz bopper i mop up the piles of cum and girl gruel all over this fucking room it's kind of like having to mop the wharf but worse so if you have anything like just pure hydrochloric acid as a matter of fact, you know what? I think I'm going to go. I think I'm just going to get gas. I think I'm just going to use gasoline. Probably better. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> of course you thought it would work. That's the sort of idea you have when you're, I don't know, enjoying the ridiculousness of life. I thought it was hilarious because uh, some of the ridiculous ideas we had back in the day. I, mean, I don't know if I don't think we quite ever did that, <laughs> but uh, we certainly had some endeavors where you're like, how on earth did you think that, that was a good idea? <laughs> like the guy that wondered if you could cook an egg with a blowtorch, and as a matter of fact, you can, except the egg breaks and the molten egg falls out and falls in a shoe and burns a hole through all your toes. Yeah, you know, like, why <laughs> why would you do that just holding it on a spoon over your foot? Uh <laughs> drugs, 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 drugs. Hmm. 
I don't think I've heard of other people having this idea. I mean, Black Hat, you're one of a kind. You're always one of a kind, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm going to challenge that a little bit, though, and say, I mean, if they don't want to stop, if they don't want to stop, how's that them being mean? I mean, it might be unkind, but maybe that person has to poop. Maybe he's about ready to shit in his pants. What if he has to go diarrhea or he's got like burning hemorrhoids, just fiery, angry fucking hemorrhoids and any other minute that he has to sit in a car or whatever, it's just fucking agony. That guy could have some funky nuclear Cthulhu level shit going on in his ass. Just trying to play doubles advocate. But, you know. um, I hope that turns out well for you. Yeah, the $100 bill is there for a reason. You, what else were you going to spend that on? More booze? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you missed the tale. <laughs> this is the sort of story that uh, I feel like Boston actress with her... Uh, I don't know. She probably... She, <laughs> she would have gotten in trouble from laughing too hard. Or she would have been like, my my voyage in Boston. I don't know what kind of accent that is, but anyway, um, yeah. Leaflets, sticky advertising. I feel like that is a. I mean, like that's like a. You know, I mean, I I feel like you could do. They'd be like, <laughs> if you had some strip club, you'd like throw leaflets like stapled to dirty panties but also like that's really fucking disgusting <laughs> you put put it in a ziploc bag that way then it's only like if you really want strange sopping possibly crawling away on its own panties with a free ticket for admission to a strip club. It's in a bag. It's in a Ziploc bag. So if you decide to take that idea, you know, let's be classy about it. <laughs> oh, Black Cat, you're the best. You can't go to my seat. You're taking too long. What is it, PB? I don't even. What are you doing? You see, it's peeking out. <laughs> hey, yeah, this is boring. Porn's almost over. We don't have any more money. <laughs> Look at you, your penis is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's possibly worse than having somebody tell you. P penis is small. <laughs> penis is stupid. Your dick is dumb. Look at you just against somebody else. <laughs>
Man, I will say too, I give you a little bit of uh, some bravery creds. The, <laughs> going, <laughs> going into some of those places, I'm like, I wouldn't even want to touch any, like you sat on a seat, you plopped yourself down on a seat. You plop yourself down on that seat. You've plopped yourself down on the bus seat when it was wet, and now you have a wet checker. Did you wet check that seat before you plopped down on it? That might have been like sitting on a tapioca-filled cushion. <laughs> okay, you checked it. Good. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm gonna put on a pair of like I'm gonna put on base layer pants. Then I'm gonna put on a pair of jeans. And then I put on some overalls. And then I'm going to spray those overalls with a uh, fucking flex seal before I go in there. Cause that just be my thing. I'd be like, Oh, who knows what you're touching in there? You didn't check. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're high and you're drunk. I mean, then I burned a hole through my finger almost all the way to the bone. And holding a cigarette the wrong way. This was like, you're, I think you're burning a hole in your finger. <laughs> Oh yeah, shit. And the next day you're like, God, why does my hand hurt so bad? What the fuck is this? <sighs> Party time. I mean, I feel like you should contact him. Um, how do you know that guy's not famous? Well, yeah, I mean, maybe it worked. Just, you know, uh, King Dinosaur says there used to be a porn palace called the lusty lady in Seattle. Uh, you went in once when you're up there recording and had some downtime just out of curiosity. I didn't touch anything. Tell us, what was it like in there, though? <laughs> Krista, the good old days. Uh, yes. Le leaf. Why is even leaflet so funny? I think because I think anytime somebody says leaflet, I just think of that thing from airplane she's like do you have any light readings oh well, how about this leaflet <laughs> hmm care about a leaflet leaflets let's bring back leaflets you know we we tried to we brought back ben the gardener we brought back mausoleum we brought uh, brought back Buffalo Wild Wings Hauser. I think I got that out of order, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. Uh, we gotta bring leaflets back. <laughs> it was sad and depressing, King Dinosaur says. Live girls in these human aquariums as you walked around the place, it looked bored, it was dark and weird. Human aquariums. But more like a, like a terrarium. They weren't like in water, right? Like they're not, they're in there and their skin's all shriveled. But that, the marquee outside was always hilarious though. Like mm, tubes of meat. I mean, what would you, like, well, I'm in this little glass box. I guess I'm going to dance sexy for six hours not like eight hours you mean like streaming for eight hours is hard imagine being in a turtle box 
Turtle Girls. Teenage Mutant Ninja Strippers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Strippers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Strippers. Women in a tr- turtle tank. Horny power. Hey, it's my son. Hey guys, want to go see the Turtle Girls? Ugh. What the fuck? You'd be like, and if there's like no customers in there, just be like standing and be like, I'm not dancing. There's nobody here that's going to see this. You're getting paid to dance. You dance. <sighs> I mean, geez. Okay. Boobs are pretty cool, but like eight hours worth of playing with your boot or your Man, that'd be exhausting. Exhausting. I don't even think I could stand for eight. I don't even think I could stand for. Well, I can stand for eight hours. It's terrible, but Jesus, they're just like doing their nails and shit. I mean, it is the like writing letters and like knitting. That's what they should do. Okay, I feel like that would be better. You could have a building where it's just naked girls doing stuff. And they're just in these little cubicle things. And you're like, just to, you don't have to do, you don't have to do anything sexy. You just could like be naked. You could knit if you want to sit and like read a book or do whatever. And like, we'll make it so that we'll put a barrier around it. So people can't knock on the glass because fish and shit don't like when they knock on the glass. So we don't want to do it to you. And if you want, we can make it like a one-way mirror so that you don't have to see any of the creeps outside, you know, with their big boner sticking out. If you stupid the penis, the penis is down. <laughs> uh, and they can just like, you know, bake a cake. Hey, if you want to take a shit in there, go ahead. You can have one with a go poop, peepees. Maybe they just sit on the toilet and do their nails. I don't know. Uh, I feel like you'd get a lot of money. You know there are people that go in there. You'd be like, you don't get to make requests. You don't get to talk to these girls. You can't knock on the tank. You can't talk to them. You can't do anything. Like, we'll, we'll use RFID tags, and you pay to go in, and it's like $50 to go in the door. And you get to be in there for like fucking a half hour. And then after that half hour expires, if you don't pay, like a bouncer throws you out. Otherwise, you can put more credits on your little thing. And you just hang out there. You can hang out there, too. You want to sit and, like, have a drink and a cigar? Like, you can do that and watch some girl uh, figure out how to, you know, like, you'll have one that's a kitchen. So, if she wants to, like, practice cooking or something, I mean, that's probably a dangerous one. Because I imagine, like, burning grease on your nipples would not feel great. But maybe, like... I don't know, painting or drawing or like doing other like craft stuff or maybe like working out. If you could have one and you want to like, there's a gym area, you want to do that and be like, no. And like all of the little booths have like a private back door thing that goes out and like, so, you know, they're all protected. So then you get creeps, follow them out of there. You don't get to know what their names are. There's no names advertised. There's like a, we'll give them fake names. And then all you get is their code name because you don't want any cust- you don't want any contact between them and the customers. Once you do that, then they start getting paid to start fucking them and doing drugs and doing all this. There's 
never, there's never been a place where you go in there and you watch them bake cakes. Not in a warehouse. I mean, they might do it on stream. I, come on, you're you're raining on my original parade. I didn't give you any shit for your come on the leaflet idea. <laughs> I always wanted to brush my teeth in a movie. Like you're in a movie theater and you brush your teeth, or you're in you're an actress in a movie and you get to brush your teeth. I can't remember the name of the movie, but I remember a scene where a guy paid money like a vending machine. The window would lift up, revealing a girl. Like a real girl or a picture of a girl? Okay, maybe in New York. Maybe, but it was probably like an art show, you know? It was probably some art thing. So I don't know. Hey, they want to go in there and do sexy stuff? They can do that too. I'm just saying you're not told to do that. You want to go in there and uh, fucking finger blast for four hours you go right ahead old time new york so we're gonna bring old new york shit back new york is fucking stupid now this better one is like sleazy and dirty that's all fucking dumb fuck new york <laughs> pizza sucks too <laughs> oh shit he's getting <laughs> cigar girl's getting riled up Careful now. He's very stupid now. <laughs> Penis is stupid. <laughs> oh. There's a girl I'm talking to. You can see where you can only hear him. I mean, that's just like, that's kind of like a, I mean, that's, that's what like the, like the peep shows. That's what it used to be like. You put, you put money in a thing. And like a door goes up and the chick's in there and you can like talk to them. And then when your time runs out, the thing slides back down. So like then you put more cash in, the thing slides up. And then you jizz all over the glass and fucking spooge all over the place. And then that guy has to come in and he has to mop up the jizz. You probably, again, you probably use fucking gasoline or like some extraterrestrial ultra acid to clean that shit off. It's brutal. That one, <clears throat> that one guy, he does the whole place. There's just one guy. You have to contract through him. Jamoppers. <laughs> Why is it J apostrophe? Oh, you don't know. Well, let me cue you in under my business. Hmm. This, uh... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, for the whole city. And then he... What if he collects it and he brings it home and he... Like, he's got like a... <laughs> it's like that guy who had that fucking, what was it, thorium whatever pit that he dug into that chromium plating place. He has like a pit dug and he's just putting it all in there. He's like a swamp. He's a he's a literal sperm swamp. That's where the band got its name. This episode is fucking X-rated beyond belief. Jesus Christ. Do you know what? Fuck it. Again, it's a late night show. It's an adult show. I can talk about whatever I want. Mm, rats swimming in it. <laughs> Slimy, crusty rats. <laughs> 
This just in. Lately, there are reports of downtown crusted rats invading local businesses. Several people have reported strange pregnancies. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we <laughs> we need to end this episode before I get in trouble. <laughs> and that's the way it was. <laughs> And now you know the rest of the story. Cancelled. <laughs> Shit. Shit. My man, it, I, I just want to take a moment and say, if if this was, let's just say this was like an underground radio show. What if this is like the, I don't know, 80s or 90s or something? And this was like a radio show where you're like, yeah, it's some weird, like the guy comes, I mean, number one, there'd be no way the FCC would allow me to say half the shit I'd get fined into oblivion. So you'd have to make it like a pirate, but admit it, you tell all your cool friends. Hey man, there's this dude and he like talks about this like trust about stuff. And like, it's pretty cool. And this guy does this radio show and they'll talk about anything. Isn't this just poop and pee pee? <laughs> Krista stopping in with the following pseudo non sequitur. He just texted me back and Operation Coffee is a go. Yay! I like it. We're all talking about cum and bodily fluids and semen eating rats and all the rest of this shit. And then we're like, yay, coffee! Mmm, I can go for a cup. <laughs> As we say at the end of all these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit. Yeah, Dashvi learned a lot tonight. Yep. Educational episode. Very educational. Lots of... <laughs> oh, boy. We'll see you 99% sure we'll see you again tomorrow night. So... Take care out there and get some sleep. <laughs>